On this episode, we're going to talk about how the discipline of grit is one of the most important ingredients in helping you create a life of uncommon freedom. Welcome to another episode of the Uncommon Freedom Show. The purpose of this show is to inspire and equip you to reach your potential, maximize your impact, and live a great life while you make the world a better place. Freedom isn't man's invention, it was created by God. Together, we will explore the biblical principles, essential disciplines, and winning habits that help once average people lead the life they want instead of accepting the life they were given. My name is Kevin Tinter, and I am your host. Hey friends, welcome back to another episode of the Uncommon Freedom Show. And today we're going to talk about what I believe is the most important or certainly one of the most important ingredients in the recipe of an uncommon freedom life, and that is grit. If you want to do some more reading and learning about grit, there's a phenomenal book called Grit, written by Angela Duckworth. And she really explains and describes and shares how the top performers in the world have grit. Grit is the ability to stick it out when it's tough, right? We know that most people are great at doing anything when it's easy and when it gets tough. That's when you really find out who's committed, who has the passion to accomplish something, do something, get somewhere, uh, you name it. It is grit that separates the top performers from everyone else. So our lesson in grit and um, just living the uncommon freedom life and getting there and overcoming the challenges, even when you have a clear call or mission from God, or you just have this passion inside of you, the reality is that mission, that calling is not going to necessarily make it easy, or it's not going to mean that you don't have some trials and some challenges to overcome. It will be worth it. But what amazes me is how many times people, and especially Christians, they will use challenges as they over-spiritualize them. It's like, oh, it got tough. That means God doesn't want me uh, to do this, right? It's not God's will. And honestly, I absolutely hate that because it is a lame cop-out Um, If Jesus had had that same perspective for his 33 years on earth, uh, he would not have gone to the cross, right? His whole uh, mission on earth wouldn't have been God's will because it got really tough for him. So the lesson that I want to draw from today comes from the book of Exodus. One of my favorite stories in the Bible is the Exodus of the nation of Israel from Egypt and the leadership of Moses. Lots of things to learn from him and lots of things to learn what not to do uh, from this great leader. But the reality is this one story, without it, our entire world history would be drastically different. Now, I believe it was all part of God's plan. uh, But the reality is Moses had a clear word. God spoke to him. He spoke to him and attracted him through a burning bush, right? There is, we still use the metaphor of a burning bush in today's vernacular. And and you can't have a more clear message from God that, hey, I've got something for you to do. This is what I want you to do. Go do it. And um, many of us 
have heard something or we just have a burning uh, passion for something in our heart. And it is similar to that burning bush experience, yet we do not do what it takes to make that come to fruition. And the lesson that I really want to encourage us all to really evaluate and examine is just because we have a vision of the promised land, just because we have a clear calling, it does not mean that it won't be challenging. So let's go back to Exodus. You can go there um, in your Bible if you want. Uh, It's obviously a very common story. There's movies been made out of it. But Moses gets the call. He doesn't feel equipped to do it right? How many of us can uh, relate to that, right? Uh, You want to quit your job. You want to start some ministry. You want to do some nonprofit work. Um, Maybe you want to climb a 14er is what they're called. Uh, I am not a hiker. I don't like to climb myself, uh, but I know uh, quite a few people that are enjoying that recreational challenge. And you feel this call and it is very challenging. You're not sure if you can do it. It's going to take miracles for it to happen. And when we go back to this story, what we see is that Moses goes to Pharaoh and he tells him, this is what I'm going to do. This is what God told me to do. This is what God is telling you to do. Let my people go. And it wasn't just one obstacle. It wasn't two Moses had to do, I believe it was 10 different significant, drastic miracles through the power of God before Pharaoh finally said, get out of here, I've had it. And the lesson for us here is that it was God's will. God spoke to Moses, and many of us have a calling on our life, right? We talk about reaching our potential, maximizing our impact, being able to do what we want, when we want, with who we want. And the reality is the vast majority of Americans do not have that in their life right now. But the American dream is alive and well. Every one of us has the opportunity to do something great like Moses did. But most of us, the first time someone says no, We get scared. We crawl back into our hole. We say, okay, we're done. I quit. So in the story of Moses, he had to do miracles. And sometimes the Israelites had to deal with the negative consequences. Most of the times they were spared, but it still took time to get through these miracles. And then Moses would have a change of heart. He'd say, make it go away. And then um, he would come to this agreement with Moses about possibly letting them go, conditions, and then he would say, nope, that's it. And then he would have to go do another miracle. And so my encouragement for you and for me is that do not think that just because you have a calling to do something great that it's going to be easy. In fact, I would argue the greater your calling, the greater the mission, the greater the impact that you're going to have, the more obstacles you will face. If you don't have any obstacles popping up in your life, you're probably not making enough of an impact in the world, okay? You're not rocking the boat enough, all right? And then the amazing thing about this story is after all of the miracles happen, and finally it gets to the extreme point 
of the angel of death going through Egypt and killing the firstborn of everyone who did not have the blood sprinkled on their doorposts. They start to leave. And God gives them just enough to see where they need to go, one step at a time. And then he takes them to what appears to be the end of the road, right? It's literally, he takes them to the, uh, the Red Sea. Behind them is the Egyptian army. They can hear them. They could probably see the clouds. It can, you know, it very intimidating. You're between uh, a rock and a hard place, but it's not a hard place. You're between, um, you know, a, a sea that you, you have no way of getting across. And as the Israelites are going through the desert, the amazing thing is, you know, God has given them a vision of the promised land, right? The land of milk and honey, the land of giant fruit. And when the Israelites are dealing with the challenges of getting there, what they start to do is they start to complain and they start to long for the easy life that they had. And Quick reminder, the easy life they had meant they were slaves. At the end of their stay in Egypt, the Israelites were having to build bricks and they were having to get their own straw. And then I believe, if I get my story correctly, they're actually having to build bricks without the straw, right? It was an impossible situation, but the comforts of the fruit that they had, the food that they had there in slavery was enough to entice them to go back when they were facing challenges on the road to the promised land. And it boggles my mind. It amazes me. Yet, I talk about the fact that security, our comfort zones, really are a ball and chain that are just, they woo us back to themselves. Um, so many people are afraid to make a move because they have a secure job, right? Guaranteed 40 hours a week. Maybe you have benefits, um, the hope of a pension. Um, and the reality is what we've seen over the last several years is that even a secure job is not secure. If you stand up for your values, for your beliefs, um, you have an employer that may push you around regarding medical decisions. What you thought was secure is no longer secure. I mean, I have had conversations with military members who are a couple years from retirement who are facing um, less than an honorable discharge because they are choosing to forego this experimental vaccination. And so my entire life growing up, you know, the most secure job you could have was for the government and the military uh, obviously had some risks, but it seemed like the most guaranteed, like all you have to do is perform, get promoted a little bit, and you've got that p- pension. And that lure of security is truly a ball and chain. And you saw it happen with the Israelites, and I see it happen with so many people who are not even close to reaching their potential, not even close to maximizing their impact. But the ease of captivity of just getting enough to get by, even though you're not living in your talents, is enough to draw people back. So this is an incredibly short episode, but it's something that I've been thinking about, and I really want to encourage all of you. Do not be fooled, okay? Just because you experience some challenges 
doesn't mean it's God's will. One of my biggest pet peeves is talking to people who are Christians or claim to be Christians and um, they're like, oh, I just want to wait and see, you know, if it's God's will or, uh, man, I'm just not sure if it's God's will. I'm having to uh, really persevere through this. Like, if you don't understand how much perseverance it took for the Israelites to, number one, get out of captivity, and number two, make the journey to the promised land, then you're missing something big, okay? We tend to over-spiritualize things, and we take uh, challenges as an indication that it's going to be, that it's no longer God's will. And the reality is, the more the challenge, probably, the more likely you are headed in the right direction. Now, granted, there are some principles that can create unnecessary challenges, right? Like if you lack discipline, you're going to create unnecessary challenges in your life. If you lack discipline in your finances, you're going to have a lot of challenges in your life. And those challenges do not mean that you're living in God's will, right? You're not probably not living in God's will with regards to your finances because we have a tremendous amount of control. The truth is virtually every single American has the ability to live within their means. Now, you might not be able to keep up with the Joneses, might have to downsize, might have to cut that cable package, might have to not have the brand, the most brand new iPhone, but we can all get by. But do not over-spiritualize challenges and say, oh, it's tough, it's no longer God's will. I want to encourage you that the reward of persevering, of staying focused on ultimately what were you called to do, to have a bigger impact in the world and to put yourself in a position where you can be the dominant force in your life and in the lives of your family and your children. That, my friends, is a promised land that is still available to you. Have a great day. Hey, friends. Thanks again for listening to this episode of the Uncommon Freedom Show. Please join me next time as we continue to learn how people are reaching their potential, maximizing their impact, and making the world a better place. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast platform to make sure you don't miss any episodes. Your five-star reviews are greatly appreciated and help others join the Uncommon Freedom Revolution. Remember to share this with your friends and family if you think they are ready to go from surviving to thriving.